Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh-huh. <sighs> what a waste of time. Yep, the losers, you're listening, so who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny, because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is, why? Hello and welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we got big dreams. I am your host, Nick Scopes. This is Bo McDowell. And due to your emails, we will have Bo speak less in the intro. So you guys actually want to listen to the rest of the episode. I don't I don't read emails and I don't appreciate that, Nick. <laughs> My name is Bo. I'm the other person. He's French and hot, and I'm just regular hot, sort of. I'm lukewarm. Let's be honest. You're let's cute. be real. First and foremost. Yeah. I'd like to make an announcement. Please. My baby got a job. Oh. <laughs> I'm out here at work. I'm we a going working. to Bermuda for Christmas. That's right. I'm a working girl now. <laughs> He's got an OnlyFans. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. That would not be good. <laughs> Tell us about your job, dude. So, you know, listen. Why, why don't we get into it? Because, you know, we just got to see where we're at and we can talk it through. Okay. All right. So, you know, obviously we're mental cases. We have a few yeah. issues. But also, we want to make sure that... That, uh, you know, d- throughout the show that we're at our best. So we got to check in. So we're Nick, at our best. Nick where, where are you at these days? I'm doing all right. But last few days have been a roller coaster. Okay. Coming off of a weekend at a, at a bachelor party with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. You ever, you get, I mean, like, so we talked about you getting a job, you know, my job I've had for a while, but there's times where like, I just hate it. Right. Yes. Like every time, once in a while, you just hate your job. And you're like, it's important just, to hate your job a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you guys are familiar with this reference, I feel like Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler, <laughs> when he's working at the deli and he just want and he just jams his fucking thumb into the thing and goes, "That's it, I quit." <laughs> and he's bleeding. He's wiping all over his face. Yeah, he's like, yeah, get your yeah. own fucking cheese, lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to do. Except with a dumbbell and throw oh it through a window. God. Sometimes sometimes I just really am like, I don't want to be here. Yes. No, I mean, listen, it's, it's how it goes. When I was working my last job, I used to go out and I could tell how like miserable I was by the amount of cigarette breaks I would take. <laughs> because <laughs> there's no one more miserable than the guy outside of the office just having the cigarette going, I don't know, man. It was like over under, like more, more than four. You're like, I have, I have to go to a meeting. Yeah. Less than four. You're like, all right, I'm doing yeah, okay. It was how many every hour you know what i mean <laughs> that was just i was like so done that was just, can they this is an unrelated this is well it's a related question but can they like tell you to stop going out for too many cigarette breaks or no um like, I, I don't thing? i don't know i think they can be like dude you, you know you got to do your job but yeah, you know for the most part hour yeah i, I mean if there was like a you know no, it's good. To, it's good of you to check on company culture and all that stuff. I don't know. I just want to, in case I get a real job one day. <laughs> one day, dream dies. <laughs> oh, How's God. your mental health, babe? It's uh, it's you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll leave it at that. Right now, right now, it's funny that you said Mickey Rourke because right now I feel like Ron Livingston in Office Space <laughs> when he when he goes when he goes. Uh, Every day I go to work is the worst day of my life. <laughs> So every day you're speaking to me is the worst day of my life. You know, this is the funniest. But I I got this new job. It's my second day today. And I'm and back. Got fired. I'm, dude, I'm back to like the corporate like niceties of being fake. 
Like you just have to be fake all day. You know what I mean? Like you get on calls, you go, hey, like you immediately, <laughs> you're creating energy that isn't real to have a conversation about almost nothing. Do you know what I mean? So you, like uh, every day it's just like, and it's only been two days, but like, you know, literally all. So we're off to a good start then. This all day though, I just feel like I was so exhausted after the end of the first day. Cause I was like, oh, I haven't not been myself right. for an entire day before yeah. in like the last year. Yeah. So it was like I was exhausted by having to put on energy that's not real. Yeah. You know, it's just exa- it's it's tiring, you know? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you, buddy. That's what, yeah. that's what my whole job is all the time. Yeah. Just like, oh, you're doing great with your diet. I just t- <laughs> It's funny when people it's funny when people like when you tell them you're a trainer, they're like, oh, man, is it like they think it's like this hardcore thing. It's like, no, I'm talking people off the ledge all day. Right. Like, right. How to like calm them down and be like, I don't know. I feel like my diet's not good. And I'm like. Everything's good. Yeah. You can even show them results, like physical yeah, results, yeah. and they're like, "I don't know. I just don't see it." <laughs> I'm like, "This no, but well, yeah." <laughs> but a lot of people have like that body dysmorphia, where like I even if it. they're doing better, it. like they can't even they don't even notice in the mirror because they're just so focused on themselves being fat. You know what's the worst is when you see other f- people have that. I don't know what they're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Both perfection. You don't need that. But you ever see a photo of yourself and go, "Oh, I look gross." And yeah. A few months later, you look back and go, you know what? I looked pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you start to lower the bar of that what's bad. It makes me so yeah. mad. And I was like, why was I so upset about this six months ago? I was like, I need to get back to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to get yeah. back to that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I was there and I hated it. So what is even... <laughs> it doesn't even matter, dude. No, it really doesn't. Life's not but real. No. Neither is love. Well, love is real. And we <laughs> are a couple guys who love to fall in love. We do. Yes. I want you to go first on this one. You want me to go first? Yeah, because mine's... I feel like yours is going to be funny and mine's going to be a little more serious. It is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen. Awesome. I, I want to see what you got here. So I, I did not fall in love with my dumb friends who keep having fake weddings okay all of my friends this are coming. doing this thing yeah. where they got married during the pandemic because they caved and they couldn't be alone for inside too long <laughs> so they went down to the Will courthouse you watch Netflix with me forever yeah. <laughs> we just were quarantined and chilling forever and so they they go down to the courthouse <laughs> they get the paper signed they get married like a couple losers they can't deal with themselves and then it comes around the next year and they want to have weddings and i say no (laughs) you don't have a wedding after you've already been married for a year you don't make me rent a suit show up care be in the wedding stand there have to have sex with one of the bridesmaids i don't want to do that have to have Have sex do it have to do it yeah right (laughs) like bo you gotta you gotta nail this chick dude you're the you're the only stallion in this lineup As as Lisa would say, he bent over the desk. <laughs> <laughs> he got cornholed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And piped. And but I'm just all I, our new words. I'm just yeah. it's all it's all for show. It's all for their ego to have their day. And I don't I don't care. I don't care about their day. I'm not interested. It, I can't wait. Until listen, it's your day. Listen, no, 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 not my day. I don't care about my day. I can't wait until I'm going to start. I'm going to start charging these people appearance fees. Once I start selling tickets, I swear to God, I'm appearance surprised you're fees. not doing that already. I, well, I wanted to do it. I was like, oh, you want me to come to your wedding? It's 500 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll show up. I'll show up. Is I'll dinner, do a few is jokes. dinner paid for? <laughs> but instead, it's chicken do you or have steak. a lot of club soda? Go to Men's Warehouse. Spend $500. Weddings are anyways. Weddings yeah, are I feel you, man. I was I, at a batch party this weekend, a bunch of guys in finance, and now we have like Excel spreadsheets on who owes what. And I'm like, this is 
Yeah. I like it, though. They're very organized. I like these guys. Anyway, yeah. that's not what we're talking about. Um, so. Who would you fall in love with? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's Pride Month. I blacked out. All right. Um, so I fell in love with. Uh, <laughs> he's our mascot. He's our biggest fan. Okay. Bob Scopoletti. Mm. My dad. My dad. You hear that clapping? It's Lisa in the back. I, uh, my dad's been going back and forth to New York City to doctors. He's fine. He's just, you know, he's 71. He's getting his, his prostrate <laughs> checked. His prostate, yeah. dad, which he highlighted. Yep. Um, we were driving back to the city. We, we basically, you drive into the city. We're there for 30 minutes. We drive back. The traffic the other day was atrocious. And right, I was yeah, getting, yeah. I was like, there's no one in Connecticut you can do this with. Yeah. There's no doctors in Connecticut. None. Yeah. Yale, New Haven. <laughs> Nothing. And I was like getting kind of like a bit of a mood. He's like, they treat you like a number there. Like, I want to see the main guy. I want to see, I want to see the head doctor, not his fucking, his, yeah. my dad literally, we went to see this doctor and his son came into the room. My dad goes, no, I really want to see your dad. I'm sorry. And I was like, this poor guy, fresh out of med school, like really nerdy yeah, Jewish yeah, guy. Like really, yeah. he's like, oh, okay, it's fine. I understand. And just left. And I was like, dad, he's like. I want to see the fucking guy. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I get and I that. understand his concern. Our family's a bunch of hypochondriacs and nut jobs and I was yes. in a bad mood. And then I got this in the mail from my dad. It's a, a heartfelt thank you card. <laughs> and he goes, although we have differences, we always discuss them out. Thanks again <laughs> on my, and he makes sure to underline prostate journey. <laughs> he's like, your thoughtfulness is appreciated. Then he wrote in your mental strength, your love, kindness, feelings, your truthfulness and much more. Love, Dad, 24-7. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> yeah, well, I got mad <laughs> in the yeah. moment. I'm like, not from this, but I'm saying in the moment I got mad and then I got this and I was like, ah, oh, man. Right. Sometimes, I, also watch, and Lisa can speak to this later for sure, like dealing with an aging parent could be frustrating. Yeah. Especially if you see that they're maybe unhealthy or can't do something that they used to do. It, it just makes you nervous. Right, like right, it just, right. My dad's at this age where like he's not old. He's 71. He's not, you know, 91 or whatever. But yeah, it's coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I see it coming and I'm like, okay, this is, yeah. you know, it's going to be coming. Like, you know, this prostate thing, how's he going to be? But you know, my dad, uh, I never thought I would have this sort of relationship with my father. So this is really, cool. yeah, man, you guys have gotten a lot closer and, and a lot of that's been you opening up through comedy and like, you Everything. know, you, you just kind of growing up. So, and this podcast, cool. to be honest, and not even just cause we're on here talking about it, but yeah. he listens to it. Uh, the things Lisa's taught us, you've, t I mean, everything, right? right? Like, it's just like being more open and honest. We're, we're learning day by day. That's awesome. Day by day. And, uh, so you actually really fell in love. I did. My dad. My dad's a good guy, man. He my is. dad's a good guy. I just. I was like, damn. I gotta control my. <laughs> you know, in traffic. I was like, why are we losing it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's amazing is just the the fact that he's gonna listen to this and know how much you love him. That's yeah, which cool. is way better than me telling him in person because I can't. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I'll make a joke or something. I'll be like, eh, you're a loser, and like, hit yeah, him. yeah. That's how yeah. I show like, shut up, dad. Yeah. You know. Come on, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> got your note, <laughs> pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting real soft, your old age, yeah. huh, dude? <laughs> just, yeah. Meanwhile, you cried all night yeah. looking in. <laughs> just chest bumping him. Yeah, you little bitch. Uh, yeah. You bitch. You're such a little bitch. What would your dad say, dude? He's like, my dad would say nothing. He'd beat the shit out of me. <laughs> 
So you're doing well, Dad. <laughs> yes. Okay? You're yeah. really improving. He did. Uh, He's doing well. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick little break. That's right. And then we're going to come back and talk about our topic today, which is friendships. Okay? When to cut them loose. <laughs> or stick with them or friendships, captain of Mainly the ship. Mainly when to cut them loose. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. This episode of Losers with the Dream is brought to you by Nick's Father's Prostate. Unlike Bo's comedy career, it's getting bigger every day. Hello and welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we got big old dreams. Yes, we do. I just, I just heard you giggling in my ear and I was like, what's he doing? That's me just constantly when we're in the back doing shows. I'm always just like, oh, <laughs> uh, we're going to get into our topic today. We were talking about Friends. friendships. Yes. Not so much our friendship, which has blossomed and it's been great. Yeah, and it's going to turn into a lovership soon. No, I'm going to cut you off today. <laughs> <laughs> this is our final episode. <laughs> I'm done with you, dude. Uh, so, yeah, what, we thought about this topic, or I thought about this topic. I told Bo, and then he credited it as his own, pretty much, which is what he normally does. Yes, yeah. Um, it was a good idea that I had that he had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said earlier in the podcast, I was at a bachelor party this weekend, and with guys who I have known since I was a little kid, and then I moved right after eighth grade. These are the guys that grew up in Westchester. Right. And I was just thinking, like, you know, it's, a, it's 20 guys in a house and guys who I haven't seen, some of them in such a long time. Right. And it's you were, like, worried that, like, oh, it's is it going to still be there? Are we still going to be yeah, friends? Yeah, but it's always, like, no time's passed. Right. Like, it's always, like, right back into it. Everyone's cool. We're sharing stories about, like, middle school and things I completely forgot about. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. like, dude, remember when you did this? I was like, oh, my God, I did <laughs> <Yeah>. that? Like, <laughs> What's wrong with me as a right, child? Right, yeah. Um, but it was such a good time. And like, this is when I just started thinking about friendships. Like, I'm lucky with those guys. Like, it's cool. We get together. We connect. It's all it's all great. Right. You know, like no time's passed. But I started thinking about like <clears throat> the friends that we started off with in right. life. Right. And then the circumstances change. Yeah. Things get crazy. And um, I guess I'll go first here. But my, my the big example I have is I remember I had a buddy of mine um, right after football ended in high school. I was kind of lost and didn't really know what I wanted to do. Right. And I he knew I wanted to work out and lift weights. And this guy was like the big guy. Yeah. 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 On, like in school. He was, he was Mr. Yeah. Lloyd's. He, yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. <laughs> okay, Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He sold them to me. So, <laughs> okay. Um, no, he's your dealer. <laughs> yeah. He was my dealer, but it, it was like a, you know, I had a loss of identity. Football ends. Now you're like, okay, what the, yeah, hell, do yeah, I, yeah. What the hell do I do now? I have to run out the clock for senior year. And this guy kind of like filled so that. I just void. went up to him one day in school and I was like, do you want to start like working out together? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, come to the YMCA. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. We just started working out together. He got me my first, one of my first jobs, not my first job, but one of my first jobs to keep me busy. Worked at GNC with him. <laughs> okay. I know. Such a meathead love affair. Yeah. And um, we just became like really good friends. Yeah. And he was helping me. Like I was on and off with my high school girlfriend who was a year older than me away at college. That was a nightmare. Right. And whenever I had a down moment or we broke up for the ninth time, he would yeah. come pick me up, mm -hmm. pay for whatever we did to go out like anything he was just such a he was such an amazing friend yeah sounds like a great guy so what happened he got into uh <laughs> later in life we ended up going to college together all that stuff he uh he just got into drugs yeah 
and you, you know, don't say. You don't say. You know the story. <laughs> you ever heard it? I've never heard it. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're telling me you like to get high. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. So he turned his one extreme, which was health, fitness, bodybuilding, said, I'm going to chill a little bit and just have some fun. That turned into a full blown heroin addiction. Mm, the good stuff. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it took a complete turn. Right. Um, <laughs> came like a drug kingpin up at our school. Right. Very weird. And, um, it was tough because I was in this place where, like, you know, he was asking for money, which he never did, ever. Yeah. He like bought me my gym membership in high school because I didn't have any money, and he right. was like, and he, I remember when he bought it for me, he goes, "Pay me back in like ten years." I don't care. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like, a really cool, nice guy, and I was like, "Well, I have." To, he's helped me. So I now he to. wants that gym membership money back. Yeah. For smack. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I was like, he's helped me. I, I got to help him, right? Right give him money things you know he was clean for a while then he relapsed and then he was asked for money again and i was like no i this is i can't do it yeah and there were other things it wasn't just the money thing that socially he just he had trouble just going to a party and being right normal and amicable he had to be the guy yeah he had to be the center of attention oh yeah the big guy i've never heard of the start of the f- starting fights <laughs> yeah he yeah. had to be that dude if someone in the room was acting too uh, like was getting this attention he had to distract it right somehow even if it meant being violent or being a dick to everybody. sure yeah so uh, there was multiple it's things. exhausting to be around somebody like that yeah you know because just why i'm glad I you met can you never give them life. enough attention yeah yeah and listen that's that was me so i get it yeah what about you all right, so you had some good stories. Yeah, these are this is going to be a lot, but um, so why we're here. You good. were explaining kind of being an enabler, and I have to say, I am a textbook, and I just enable everybody in my life to do whatever they want to me. Um, the people that I've let go, and these stories, are people that I just it was dangerous for me to be around them. Um, so the first example was a friend of mine who. Uh, we were in middle school. We were friends. We lived close by and, uh, it was like beginning of high school. And, you know, my mother always treated me like, uh, like I was a full grown man, even though I was a child. So she would tell me things that you shouldn't tell a child because I was her friend, you know, and this is just how it goes. But she, she comes up to me one day and she goes, you know, your friend, he tried to commit suicide last night. His, his mother walked in while he was hanging um, from a beam in his room. And, uh, and I was like, okay, you know, but like, (laughs) all right, mom. And she was like, well, it was dinner ready. She goes, they sent him to a mental mental institution. And when he gets out, you guys should hang out. And, uh, you know, you should be a support system for this guy. I go, okay. So he gets out. Obviously I'm not a good support system. Oh, that's the first point. That's evident. So this guy gets out of this, whatever program, and he drives up to my house. I I go outside. She goes, oh, he's here. Go hang out with him. It'll be fun. I get in the car. He's He's got about 15 morphine tablets on him. He goes, he goes yo, man, I cop these. Uh, you know, you do seven, I'll do eight. Let's go to Starbucks. I go, all right, cool. So, you know, I eat about seven morphine tablets. He eats about eight. And uh, we smoke a little pot. We go, to, we go over to Starbucks, which was weird. We'd never done that. <laughs> And uh, no morphine in Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the combo. Yeah. And uh, we're sitting and he's telling me about his stint in this mental institution. And he was like, dude, it's sick. I learned this new way to get high. 
And I was like, okay, what's up, man? How do you do that? And he was like, well, we were able to smuggle in a belt. And me and the roommate that I had would take turns choking each other to uh and until we we would you know until we were like close to you know dying and then we would pull it and you would get high and he was like isn't that awesome and i was like i don't know man you know i don't know (laughs) like you know what i mean just very and and by the way this whole time he's just like he's like it was awesome we were choking each other it was great you know he's like flying a mile a minute he's got all this morphine in the system i'm like just you know i'm high but i'm confused and uh and we're sitting in the starbucks and he starts going into a seizure and and i was like and and so and so i kind of like grab him as he's seizing out and i and i like get him to sit down and he and he kind of like comes back and um and i remember at that moment just being like yeah i don't think i can uh hang out with this guy you know what i mean it was like yeah and it was probably the first friend that i had that i had to break up with um, but he, his life was so tragic at that point. And there was also, I wasn't going to be helpful and it was dangerous for me to be learning that kind of stuff because I was viable to make some of those mistakes or to, you know, start like wanting to be cool and trying to impress him and doing the things that he wanted to do. And I knew that. Yeah. So I remember calling him and being like, you know, I just don't think we should be friends anymore and um you know like i like you but i said i like you in doses and and uh and that got him really upset because he didn't know what that meant and uh that was like the first friend that i ever like broke up with so that would be my first example what um what ended up happening to him i have no idea Um, lost touch completely yeah he didn't i mean he wasn't he wasn't uh in school for a long time it kind of took off i have no idea really um yeah so but you know it's it's life people and how old were you at this point uh 16 16 that takes balls dude i wouldn't have had i wouldn't have even had the yeah you know what's crazy that's the lightest story i have (laughs) 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 like that's the softball ease into it so It's going to get way worse. Dude, but yeah. mine are so much different. Our lives, <laughs> our lives are so different. Yeah. You're like, yeah, dude, skid Tommy, fucking <laughs> yeah. skinned a cat, and killed his sister, and then he fucking took eight morphine pills. <laughs> we blew a homeless guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, cool. Yeah. This is great. Awesome. <laughs> well, how else do you pass the time at 16? <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm about crying. you? What um, else you got? What are the breakups you got? It's not. See, for me, it's... The, they are breakups, I guess, in a way, but they're, yeah. it's when this has happened to me a few times. You, you actually made the example kind of in the beginning of your, in the beginning of this episode, talking yeah. about weddings and stuff. Oh, yeah. There were a couple guys uh, from back in the day that, you know, we would hang out, but they were kind of flaky on certain things. Yeah. Right? They were just not there, but all of a sudden, now you don't speak to them for a few years and then now they're getting married. Yeah. And now they ask you to be a groomsman. It's like, hey right. man, we haven't hung out. <laughs> and now you want all my money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, oh, I've done no investment on my part to keep this friendship alive and now I want you to make a huge one by taking, a, a, you know, a few days off in the summer and coming and spending a bunch of money to watch me do and something. Because I'm, I'm me bleh. and I don't like confrontation. Yeah. I just go sure right and i also think 
People pleasing. It'll be fun. I'll have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll get laid, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I usually just sleep with the groom at all these things. <laughs> it never works out. But <laughs> just what it is. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I can remember that. And then literally as soon as the wedding's over, I haven't seen either of those guys. Oh, it's just it's just <laughs> it's like right back to ghost. Haven't, like, oh, we're just, Okay. Yeah, you used me. You used me for my body to show that you have friends in front of your family. But when I get married, am I going to invite them and get my refund? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to be groomsmen. Yeah, but they're going to have to show up. they're going to be there. You're getting the tux. Yeah. It's, be, it's 250 a plate, okay? <laughs> We're going big time. So deal with it. Yeah, Start everybody saving. else 30 bucks. Yeah. You, 250 Start taking out of your kids' college funds. <laughs> Okay, because I'm not gonna be married for a while. You better be ready. It's so obnoxious. I mean, we t- I talked about it in the beginning, but it's just really the wedding thing is really crazy, and there it's so hard to just say no. I don't. I don't want to go to that. Can I tell you? Which I was- would be the most badass thing yeah. you could ever <laughs> I know. say I know. it's just like someone goes my wedding is coming up and you go yeah I'm not interested how amazing would that be like you know what it. I mean I'm so oh scared. I dream about that even like after this week on the bachelor party I was thinking about all right and this is very far away but if it were my yeah uh bachelor party and I would th- I'm thinking about having to make my friends like just even pay like don't get me wrong i did it for them and i will do it it's not a big yeah. deal but i'm just sitting there i'm not even near it and i'm just yeah. thinking about oh my god i have to pay for something i'd pay for half of it <laughs> because you can't ask your friends to do that because it's just too it's too much and like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> just, right I'm like hold on you're not even there yet you psychopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. calm down and by the way make him pay for it i know you did it you paid for these guys you know it's not a big deal and and they probably will i'll be fine at the time but right now i'm like I just gotta, i'll pay for half or yeah yeah no i'll, I'll be it. my own stripper Right. <laughs> it's just me alone. I got this, boys. Yeah, me yeah. alone in my room in front of a mirror. So give him 20 minutes. He'll be fine. Uh, um, so right. what other so you ready dark, for my, horrifying you ready for stories? My second example? Uh, here we go. Okay. So a really good friend, a guy that I was really close with and still to this day I'm very close with, but this was a moment in time where I realized that I had to distance myself from this person because things were getting very scary. Um, he was uh, living in Providence at the time. Uh, that maybe gives it away for some of you who know me, but he was living in Providence. I was living in Wilmantic, two places that are wonderful if you have a drug addiction. And <laughs> <laughs> so I drive out to, to see him for the weekend and um, showed up at his apartment and uh, he was in the midst of a heroin and crack addiction that was extremely crippling. So just to paint a picture, I go into his apartment um, and uh, he, he had broken the mirror so that he couldn't look at himself. So the, the mirror in his bathroom was smashed in. Uh, all, of the, the, all of the windows were boarded up. There was a a lawn chair with cigarette butts next to it and a a mattress with no sheet. And in his freezer, he had freezed his own human shit. And to about the size. So is this an episode of Black Mirror? So here's the thing. When when you're in the midst of a really bad heroin addiction, it's very, very hard to poop. Um, It's a suppressant. It gets lodged in. Also, he wasn't eating. He was emaciated. Um, 
and with the crack, you can go days without eating. So when he would have his bowel movements, they would be traumatic. They would be, you know, he, he wouldn't have one for a month. And then it would come out and it would hurt him and it would be on, it would be a full day. It would be like giving birth um, is what it, you know, what he explained it to me as. So he would, instead of flushing these things down the toilet, which were, I mean, they were the size of like a bowling pin. Um, he would freeze them. Impressive. He would freeze them in his freezer, right? Um, because he was psychotic and um, he had lost kind of all things human, as they say, right? Like he was not, he was not really a human being at this point. And uh, me and him would drive, I would, I would get there and I'd be drinking, uh, you know, and I walked into this apartment and I was like, just kind of shocked, right? Uh, just kind of like, what's, uh, oh boy, you know? And, but I was, I, I was drinking. So I go, yeah, whatever. You just force it down. This isn't happening. I'm not in this scene. This scene doesn't exist. Trying this is still numb, my friend. Numb yourself out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just go, I'm just going to, I'm just going to drink. I'll just drink and I won't, I won't see what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is a, a guy that's going to die. And, you know, he's my best friend since we were kids. So it was hard to see that. And um, we go out to this party, right? And at this party, there was a, a nitrous oxide tank, um, which, you know, I would always do balloons from here and there. And like when you got a, a big tank like that, you can just keep sucking down balloons. And uh, what will happen is when you ingest enough nitrous oxide, your brain will seize and you'll fall on the floor and you'll flop like a fish. And they call it fishing out, right? And now, I'd never seen that before. I'd done my share of nitrous, but I'd never seen someone actually fish out and flop on the floor. And uh, I was hanging out with my buddy and he starts fishing out and he's, and he's going. And I go, ah, no. And I, I, I go over there and I try to help him and I'm terrified. And, and the guys in the house looked at me like I was like, What's uh, this nerd's like deal? I was a chaperone that showed up late. You know what I mean? They were like, why is he? Was this guy stopping him from fishing out? What's going on? Fucking nerd. Let him have a good time. Exactly. And, and they go, <laughs> like, what? and they go like, no, nah, man, he fishes out. That's what he, that's what he does. And I go, all right. You know, and I kind of like, once again, push it down, keep drinking. You go, hey, keep, you guys are bad people. Keep ingesting, <laughs> just going like, okay, oh no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And, um, we get back to his place. Um, and, uh, I pass out on that, you know, on that mattress and he stays up all night having cigarettes. And, um, I wake up the next morning and my phone's gone. And I was like, I was like, you know, dude, like, uh, where, you know, where's my phone? You think you see my phone? And, uh, and he was like, oh man, you were so drunk last night. You probably lost your phone. You know what I mean? It's all, it's, I don't know. It was everywhere. So he helped me retrace my steps to every place that we went that night to try and find my phone. And then when we didn't find it, you know, I was like, all right, man, well, whatever. I'll head back to Womantic. And obviously he stole my phone and sold it for heroin, um, which he later told me. Um, and I remember being in the car on the way back to Womantic and thinking about that room and thinking about him and, and, and just how like dead he was. Yeah. And I remember just being, I, I, I remember just wanting to just turn around and go back and put him in the trunk of the car. Cause I was just like, I just got to save this guy. Mm. Like I can't, I can't leave. Cause if I leave, I may never see him again, but I also didn't know what to do. 
And the easiest thing to do was to just go home and drink. Do you know what I mean? And I, I didn't know how to have that conversation. I didn't know how to have that confrontation. Um, so I just went home and you know, it's a, it ends up being a, a, a decent story cause he's okay and he survived. But I, Jeez. after that moment, I didn't see him for a while and then, you know, thank God he's okay. But so that's number two. <laughs> what the fuck comes after that? I don't know. I got, I got more, but you know I, what? I'm getting the wrap up slide. We're going to end it there. <laughs> I was going to talk about my friend stole my lunch when I was nine. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but like anything after that, yeah, we're going to wrap it. There. Okay. All right. That was Bo. Oh my God. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Well, we're going to take a break. Okay. I'm going to go shit out a bowling pin. <laughs> And then we are going to bring on our life coach, our mentor, and the owner of our new landscaping company, Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> Love you. This episode of Losers with a Dream is brought to you by Mirrors. Mirrors. Break one or bowl shit in your freezer. This episode of Losers with a Dream is brought to you by Bowling Pins. Hey, we're not shit. We're bowling pins. Welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers, and we got big dreams. Yeah. We are now after, after yeah, we came, and there's no words after what you guys just heard. Oh, my God. So, Introduce me. Go, just go, Lisa. Psycho. Just go. Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli, our I mean, life coach okay, mentor. Honestly, I did not see this coming. Okay, people, <laughs> I'm just going to inform your audience how things work yeah. for us. Yeah, sure. What happens is usually Nick and Bo and I meet on a Sunday before taping, and we're like, oh, what will we talk about? Yeah. And one of them... Just like I think we should talk about friendships. I'm like, oh, that's good because I had to declutter a few friendships during COVID. People who no longer serve me, not people who shit <laughs> in their freezer. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a lighthearted yet somewhat poignant topic because what we'll talk about is when's it time to end a friendship? Can you be friends with a female you find attractive or a male you find attractive? You know, what's a best friend concept? Is that a false, false construct rooted in racism? No, it's Instead, we're shitting in a freezer. So I am sitting there listening to you guys, and I'm dying. First of all, Nick, I am sorry, but you have had the easiest life ever. If your mother had lived, you couldn't be in the same room with Bo because you've had such a good life. The fact that Bo is complaining about people who, I don't know, what is the thing called when you said with the helium? Fishing. Oh, fishing, fishing out, I don't yeah. know what this is. I'm 59. I never heard of this thing. I can't believe it. I have cut people off because they had one too many drinks. Right. You guys, yeah, first of all, this is, I know. Nick, you clearly have better boundaries. God forbid you turn down a fucking wedding. You with these weddings, it's your bugaboo. There's something going on with you with these weddings. I don't yeah. know. This is a very deep no. psychological hole Absolutely. he's trying to fill. I know. Yeah. You don't even talk about it. You sit there. Yeah, you're poops. He's really messed up. I isn't he? am Poopsicle. dying. Poopsicles. Yes, this episode of Losers with a Dream is brought to you by Poopsicles. Find them everywhere that Bo is. Okay, I, first of all, the reason we even decided to do this podcast was because I 
was very impressed by the two of you guys and your level of friendship as straight guys. Right. So I was like, oh, they actually communicate. They talk. They have boundaries. They Clearly, there were newfound boundaries because you didn't used to have them no. because of thinking of the stuff you used to put up with, Bo. Yeah. That's like insane. Yeah. Like, I honestly am dying. <laughs> I was sitting on that couch so depressed over your life. And I'm so impressed that because you guys actually the reason I like you guys as friends is because you actually see each other. You yeah. don't you don't make up what's going on with each other. You kind of see what's going on, accept each other as you are. Yeah. Like the other day, Sunday. Okay, Nick was in one of his little hissies Hissy. because you I know didn't sleep yeah much. yeah God no and he I didn't was full sleep. of sugar and alcohol. No, and he also was obsessed with the conference call. He was going to have Tuesday, and will it go okay for me? And I can't talk him out of it because you can't talk someone out of worry. You just have to say, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. Poor thing, and whatever. Make you put on a new mailbox. It, you'll, you'll survive it. <laughs> so I said, we're at the Duchess. And I said, look, you know, there's no way to get out of your own head like some physical labor. I said, both of you stand up. We're going to go put a mailbox on my house. And Bo is going to build my patio furniture. Yeah, we literally well, did. they did it. But then I get a text from Bo going, oh, do you think Nick's okay? He seemed in a mood. And I was like so impressed because he wasn't talking shit. He was like worried about you. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he really, they see each other. I think Nick sees both less because he's not as evolved and he doesn't work <laughs> on himself nearly as much. How can I see less but of this guy? Yeah, that's, that is true. You are a bit of a navel gazer. If you could see your navel, navel Bo, it would be terrific. But here's the deal. <laughs> At least you guys have this level of friendship. So when I hear about these past friendships, I'm dying. Yeah. Like, I can't even believe it. Do you think, Bo... Okay, first of all, you said so much energy. Right in the beginning, you talk about your new job, saying so much energy goes into being the fake self at work. Right. I think that's also why your friendship doesn't suck the oxygen and the energy out because you aren't being fake with each other. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Never. Almost right. never. Yeah. So never. when you, <laughs> it's really almost say all my, No, yeah. really. I mean, we're pretty, yeah. Like, yeah. Shut up. So what do you think <laughs> made you hold on to things for too long? Because I think Bo, what you sound like you have is a rescuer complex. Yeah. And you like to rescue. Got it from mom. Yeah. yeah. Well, your mom's clearly an enabler who'd bring you booze to help you get over a hangover. I mean, yeah. she's wake me up with booze. Yeah. I mean, this is not, I mean, it's not a sound practice, but you can see where it comes from. <laughs> it's not a sound practice. Because I honestly, I heard the greatest saying the other day when it comes to friendship. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Right. So basically, you can't change anybody you're friends with, but you can get them the fuck out of your life and yeah. surround yourself with equals. Yeah. So what, Bo, what, say you're talking about bowling ball shitter. That, well, that's what we'll call him for okay. now. Yeah. <laughs> the bowling ball shitter. When did you, bowling pin shitter. Yeah. When did you, you okay, you, you're like... Okay, he's gonna die. Right. Is that at the point where you were like, okay, I need to take five years off from this guy? Well, I just, I just had to walk away. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know how long. Like, I didn't give myself a time limit or anything. I mean, I'm the type of person though. If he called the next day and said, "I need help," I would have been right there. No, that's you fine. Know? The I need help, but so, so it would show some progress. Yeah. But you had you clearly recognized that you couldn't change him. No. Yeah, and you know, 
I didn't know how to change him because I couldn't change myself at that point. I mean, I, I was drinking a lot. And also, one of the main reasons why I liked hanging out with him was because it made me feel less bad about my addiction. Yeah, it's like when you have to hang out with somebody enormously fatter and more misshapen <laughs> right. than you, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, it's boy. like you want to surround yourself in the old immature days with people who are worse off so you can feel good about yourself. Right. If I'm If I'm doing better than him then i'm okay right right and when you start to look at the people that you're doing better than and it's a guy that like has his human shit in the freezer yeah. and like hasn't showered that in weeks that is not a good standard you kind of go like all right well, i don't know right but i think you're like i'm doing it but i just also <laughs> i i get attached and, it, and it, a lot of a lot of it goes back to our i don't know our last one chronologically but our podcast about dreams mm -hmm. and i had this dream that we would always be friends and i had this mm. dream i had this dream that i was always going to be there for him and he was always going to be there for me and l letting that dream die was terrifying because i i loved him right you know and right. and like i do like fall in love with my friends very like you know i'm i'm of course you know yeah so uh, so just, it was almost like were you saying to yourself, I'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall. <laughs> I'll be there for you because you're there for me too. Is that is that what you're saying? Kind of the theme from Friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you're right because we do. I argue. I wrote down this down when I was listening. I am right. It is arguably easier to break up with someone in a romantic relationship than it is to break up with a friend. Yeah, there is more. First of all, you can blame the romantic breakup on cheating or I'm not attracted to you anymore or whatever right. you and Nick did when you guys broke yeah. up your relationship <laughs> or you fart in your sleep. But with <laughs> friendships, it's almost harder because you really have to tell the truth. Yeah, it's never it's not you. It's me. Yeah. It's um, you're toxic. You're trying to make me change. I want to change you. This is not healthy for us. And that's hard to hear. Right, yeah. You know? So to call someone, who said they had a friendship where they actually called and broke up with someone? I did that, yeah. I think that's ballsy because I, yeah, I three years ago was the first time I ever called someone and broke up with them as a friend. And I felt like a fucking badass. I was like, I was so great. I just told the truth. I said, every time I'm with you, I leave and I feel exhausted and worse than when before I saw you. So clearly wow. this isn't working. And that I is was, extremely but honest. Dude, the chick was like really upset. She starts crying. She goes, yeah. that, 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 that just that, that hurts me. It, it, it kicks off all my insecurities. I said, well, that's your issue. Because yeah. clearly I should be able to tell you that and you not take it personally. I said, it's just not a match. But. That's the, it took me to 58, 57 years old to do that. Yeah. That's hard to do because usually it's just ghost. Right. You know? It's so, the easiest thing to do, yeah. And, and But what's weird is, do you really think it's the easiest? Because all we do is think about that and, and it, it, it we feel like assholes for doing it. Right, yeah. It's like, it's it lingers more. Whereas it's, you know, you just got to cut the... Cut the band-aid, yeah. But, but it's hard with the whole thing is with ghosting. Okay. First of all, it feels good in the moment, like the booze or whatever, then yeah. it haunts us. Right. So the whole, I broke up with two people over COVID who weren't serving me. The relationship was not going well. So I hand wrote a letter to one of them and I felt that was so mature. Yeah. She was mature enough not to come back and say, try to talk me out of it. It was so mature. The other one, 
And Bo, sorry, I'm racist against fucking addicts. I fucking, she was a boozer. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking drunk, I'll forget I wrote her a letter anyway, so I'm not even going to bother. And I think just a relationship didn't mean as much. Yeah. And I also, I couldn't change her boozing. And I was like, wow, I just got to get her out of my life. So yeah. it does haunt me a little, the ghosting. You yes, know? absolutely. Oh my God. It's exhausting, the whole thing. So do you yeah. think... If you had to define, let's take shitting and harrowing it out. If you, Nick, had to give a definition of a relationship or a healthy friendship, what would it be? I think it would be someone who accepts you for who you are and they really don't negatively impact your life and they don't expect... I'm, I struggle with this one. I think like not expecting too much, I believe, like out of each other. Like you're cool. Just you understand where you both stand. I think I'm having trouble explaining this. But no, this no, is no, what no. I- okay. So the first part is someone who you accept, which yeah. I think that's really smart because that's the root of all discontent. It seems to yeah. me is non-acceptance of our circumstances. Like mm-hmm. you have to accept. I had to accept Sunday that Nick was in a fucking mood about his little bitch phone call yep. and I can't talk him out of it. Yeah. So I have to be like, oh, I accept him <laughs> that he worries and that's okay. But then I can shift it to I'm aware of his goodness and his great quality. So I have a awareness of the whole person so you can accept that one thing. But there sometimes are those one things that's a freaking deal breaker. Like with totally. my friend, no one's calling me at fucking 11 at night fucking drunk. I can't take it. Oh, I don't know no. why. I've not been around a lot of alkies or potheads yeah. or whatever. I just have a trigger with fucking addicts. Yeah. Like, Bo, if you fucking pick up ever, don't fucking call me. Yeah. Like, I will fucking be like, well, good. Call fucking Nick because he's your little bitch friend, not me. <laughs> well, call your sponsor. Don't call yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's, him never, unless you're, unless let's you're abandon dying. him. Let's yeah, abandon him. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll help, but I'll be like, hey, man, it's really It hurts that you guys talk about this. Yeah. (laughs) But you have to accept that about us. Yes. So if you had to define a a non-toxic, healthy relationship, what would your definition include, Bo? I would say good, healthy boundaries, an understanding of who that person is, Mm -hmm. and a willingness to allow them to be themselves. Right. That's the huge thing, I think, is really the willingness to let them be themselves. Because I had a friend once, Oive. You never fucking seen somebody eat this slow. I cannot. I inhale food. I eat fast. I can't stand it. 45 minutes, of course. You can't. And I'm like, I hate you so much. But I had to go. Does the bad, the good, good outweigh this one thing? Obviously, yes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it is all acceptance and then being like, I mean, there, what's one thing about Nick that drives you crazy? Um, his tight like, ass and his uh, tight box. <laughs> <laughs> it's your hot box. Yeah. No, um, I'd say one thing that drives me crazy is his annoying like attention to detail. Oh, I like, love that. I cannot stand somebody who Who's like organized and good looking. Yeah, I, how'd you get good I don't know. Sorry, out I blacked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean organized? <laughs> no, it yeah. Was bullet points in my phone. I, I yeah. hate. I hate that you like you. You need everything to be a certain way. I'm insane. And it, because because I can't I can't reconcile with that. So I'm always like, well, what does he need that for? And then I get upset and and I'm like, you know, 
and I just want to be crazy and allow just the the wall to be spread with whatever. I'm so right. waking know. you up with vodka. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe then you'll get. You remind along. me yeah. of my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, what's one thing that drives you nuts about Bo, but that you know you have to accept because it doesn't outweigh the good? I guess the other day. There's something that just like we have, you know, we messed up the issue. the The episode was uploaded the wrong thing, and I text Bo all this stuff, and his text response was great. (laughs) And I wanted to drive my car. Wait, wait, what? Wait, he just said great. Yeah, yeah. And why is that bad? I'm just. I call him. I go. So what does that mean? And he's like, I gotta go to work. I I can't do it. And I was like, No, I know, but like, what should we do? Like, what? Yeah, because you want a specific answer to how we're going to do this and what we're going to do. And I go, I don't know. Can we just be mad? Okay, so, so, so it's basically that you have to accept that he's unorganized and yeah, like today, Like even today, I go, hey, what? Instead of being like, hey, we're wearing the blue shirts tomorrow, I just texted him, what shirts do you have access to yeah. that you've actually found Which is at a your smart house? thing to say. Yeah. So now I know, like, he's like, gray. I'm like, we'll do gray. Please try to find the others. See, what's interesting or buy is yourself. years ago, I would have been bugged by both those same things yeah. in you guys, but I'm smart enough to give my keep my fucking distance from the both these. I'm on these fucking text mail, email, text fucking threads, and I'm like, I'm going to ignore half this shit because it's dumb. And he's put great, though, and it didn't trigger me. But there's something in you that you really hated that he was just like kind of like throwing up his hands. Yeah. So it's a trait you don't like. But it's funny how like it's not that horrible. When does it get to horrible? How many people have to have fake weddings for you to cut them off? How many people have to have real weddings that you get invited into doing? And you're a boundaryless fucking idiot. You can't just say, dude, we haven't talked in 10 years. I can't believe you're inviting me to this. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I got to say, like, the stuff that you were like, oh, I'm going to cut this person off for it. Like, yeah. I would allow them to do that forever and never and never. Be, and I would just be like, oh, OK, they're fine. Because right. I'm always like, oh, I accept people. You know what I mean? Because I just want to no, accept I'm, them. I'm the only right. times I've ever cut off relationships is when I thought it would it would hurt my person. Like when I was like, if I'm around them, I may be. I may, you know, get caught up with the wall or I'll get caught up. But does part of you think that's also age? Because I think when I was 30, I was kind of like allowing toxic idiots into my life. And I think now you just go, oh, my God, life's too short. Like, ew. Like, I can't can't be around this person. I'm there now, I'd say. I'm pretty like who's in and who's out pretty quickly well you got to start being some of these wedding fucking well no like these weddings were these weddings were a long time ago these weddings were six five six seven years ago right and the wedding i have coming up is one of my best friends i was nine years old i love this man so i'll do anything for i'm not talking about him i'm talking about those things years ago yeah but you know what's stupid about you (laughs) i just had to say that nothing no no you know what I, i i was thinking though when you said and i don't you think it's a compliment but i don't Hmm. When you said, quote, I was with these guys this weekend, and there's nothing against these guys. I don't know them. Right, right, right. You know, um, they love you. And it was like, of course they love me. I'm fucking terrific. Um, <laughs> you said, and it was like, we, we took right back up where we started, you've left off, and middle school stories. I would fucking kill myself because I feel the same that, way. that fucking lack of we moved forward oh. and we're now 
talking about the past. The I mean, time. we talked about other like, shit. Annoy but like, the fuck out of me. I, I have so many friends who are living between eighteen to twenty-one. Right. And every time I see them, it's all about it's those dude, years and trying to relive them. Right. And I'm like, hey. What are we going to do? Are yeah. we going to keep doing this? Is it going to be 10 years from now? Are we going to be talking it. about something that 20 years ago? That to me is exhausting fucking conversation. I can't do it. But no, I agree. These weren't your friends this weekend that did, you know, they didn't stay stuck or anything. They sound like they moved forward. No, they're all doing but, good. But the fact is. <laughs> they're all doing a lot of blow. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. They're going to listen. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Hey, by the fucking way, idiot. disclaimer, they're not doing blow. We're going to bleep that he out. Thank you, Bo is kidding because he's jealous. He can't anymore because yeah, he's is. weak. Hit me he up. I was like, these guys are fun, but I was like, I want to be there. I'm like, stay home. Oh, my God. By the way, I want to take issue also, Bo, with your friend who, uh, the morphine guy. Was that the first yeah. guy? Yeah, first Mor- guy. Okay, morphine I can't Mick. even believe that was your, fir- your warm-up story. Well, my third was the guy who started I, doing I, home invasions. Yeah, I can't. So. I can't. I don't think that guy was a good friend ever because he came out of that rehab. Why would you say that? And because he offered Bo... Seven morphines and he took eight. I was thinking and I that. said that's that right. is not a good friend. If he was a good friend, you would get at least eight. So I think you should have questioned. Plus, you probably outweighed him. You should yeah, get more. That's true. That's true. I could Do put down math, a few more. Guy. Bo had no fucking boundaries. It's like, ah, uh, well, uh, I'll choke him out so he can really have a good eye. And Nick's like, I'm not paying for the bachelor party. I mean, please. So okay. Anyway, so back to friendship. Let's just say this. Okay, I read a very good definition of friendship that I think this actually is a sort of a composite of what you're saying. A good friendship enhances your life Mm -hmm. without trying to change the other person. So basically, if you walked into your buddy's house with the bowling pins of shit, you'd say, I don't think so. I don't feel and I also would like to change him to not shit in the freezer. Yes. So, yeah. Nick, these guys this past weekend, while some of the conversation was silly and girlish, and it was, remember in middle school when we braided each other's hair and jerked each other off in gym class? Which sort I of guarantee you, yeah, guarantee you they did. Yeah, yeah. They do enhance your life because they are a nice link to the previous times of jerking off in the gym locker room, and you don't try to change each other. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing because it's very hard to even define the words healthy relationship or toxic boundary or toxic friendships because like they're so overused as terms like we don't even know what it is but you know toxic toxic you can feel it you don't even have to define it you go yeah there's just something about that person yeah yeah, yeah. they're always angry it's always about them Mm -hmm. stuff like that they always are dropping a weight on their finger and pretending it was a (laughs) passing out it was really hard (laughs) oh but I think the weird that the, the the friendship is basically a safe space where you don't have to worry about right. caretaking. This is the first time in my life at this age, first time ever, none of my friends need me more than I need them. That's a good that's yeah. fuck it, because it's always imbalanced. Yeah. And I'm like right now, if I look in my phone at my favorites, I'd rather list be fucking ten people than forty. Right. If the ten don't need me more than I need them, yes. At any given time, it's eighty, twenty, twenty, eighty. But even with you two idiots, <laughs> I kind of consider us friends. 
but I don't really feel we're you. We're friends. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I feel it's weird though because I I used to think I couldn't be friends with people under a certain age, right? Because I'd be like, well, they're beneath me. They don't know shit. They don't yeah. know anything. All true. Yes, that is all true about you guys, hundred and fifty percent. But I think I'm more open because I'm like, well, they have something to offer. There is a youthfulness. There is a fun element. There is this like fun little project to work on you know yeah, yeah. are you guys going anywhere with this podcast no does anyone expect you to be a success no but i get a kick out Do of I helping you know? not realize your dream <laughs> so but isn't it but but it's interesting i don't feel you need me more than i need you i need to show up for you guys just as much as you need me to make this podcast good because without me you're nothing yeah do you agree? No, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> See, this isn't toxic. I'm when, not trying to change when, you. When you were like well, yeah, starting well, to get... <laughs> what? Okay, no, go no, ahead. Well, like, no, well, well, like when things were starting to go well for you in your career, did you have like people that would just glob on and just needed something from you every day? See, I thought... Were you like entourage? I didn't think... No, I didn't... Turtle, I had turtle. The yeah. opposite uh, of entourage. I didn't think I had... I, I had users in my life, but I guess I did a little bit, but not yeah. as much as you would think. Yeah. I'd mostly have opening acts who I'd later go, oh, wow, they were kind of using me because yeah. I hear that they talked about me or whatever. And I was like, oh, like that's that's. But I, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I didn't. I was. You know how you're delusional about how successful you are and how good you are. Yeah, I was delusional about how I didn't think I was as good as I was. So right. I was like, well, who am I? I'm nobody. It's yeah. like, oh, so what if it's Radio City? Like, oh, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Like, everybody does that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, they couldn't be using me. What for? Right. And then you realize later, oh, my God. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, this isn't a friendship thing, but it kind of hurt. Um, this gay pride organization in the city was like, we want to give you an award and you could have come to this theater <laughs> And it was like a big fucking excuse to sell tickets. Yeah. There was no fucking award. I mean, yeah, I got some dumb plaque that I threw away. Oh, uh, gold it, cock. It, it was very, no, it was very, <laughs> I wish. It was very triggering to see that award because I was like, oh, you just used me to sell tickets to that. Yeah. Even though I wasn't performing. Oh, wow. So that okay. to me is toxic, you know? Right, right, right. So it's, it's very interesting, the whole thing. So I think, I think what we've learned today, okay, so we have to touch on two lighthearted things before we fucking yeah, wrap yeah. up, because this- The ladies. Was, this literally, okay, first of all, okay. Being friends with the opposite sex or the person that, you, the sex whatever you're attracted to, it's a very difficult thing. I yes. remember I had a friend right after college named Jorg. Now that's German for George, and he had a twin, and they were so Jorgen Smorg Jorgen Hans <laughs> and Heinz or some shit and they were really attractive but they were gay as fuck oh, yeah. and I was always falling in love with some fucking gay guy yeah so it is very hard to be friends with someone you're attracted to physically because I remember right. he would go he was a great guy I mean I have no problem with him he would call and be like oh do you want to go dancing <laughs> Like, you guys go shopping together yeah. and he'd be like, you're oh, they also they always do like that too. They go, Oh, you look look at your skinny. Look at you look so good. And I'd be like, Oh my god, I fucking love him. And I would just jump. So when you guys are attracted to a female who you're friends with, 
don't you find your jump through hoops for them more you w- than you would for a guy who is a straight guy that you have no shot with, that you're not interested in sticking it in and getting a piping from? Absolutely. In in my earlier days, mm-hmm. I would have done anything for an attractive woman who considered me a friend. Because I'd been like, oh, well, one day right. I'm going to win her over. And then she's going to totally so want me, So it was an man. end game. You were playing, playing, yeah, yeah. playing the So not really game. friends. Really more like I'm... I'm using your attention and you're using my use, right? Like you're you whatever you like, need, I'll, I'll do. Help you move. Yeah, and you yes. you get like better I'll build looking. Your mailbox. Yeah. yeah, I was like, eventually she'll see who I really am. Right. Yeah. Right. I will um, help her with her chainsaw. <laughs> watching too many fucking Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But today I I won't let it get to that point. Do you, how do you prevent it from getting to that point? Do you go, well, I'm not going to be friends with hot chicks? Because I, I honestly, I'm impossible. not friends with any hot guys, clearly. I'm friends with a few, <laughs> I'm friends with a few hot chicks. Like my friend, uh, Noelle, who you know, she's kind mm-hmm. of a hot chick. Yes, yes, she and is. And we've, we've remained friends. And like, it, it her relationship, I, another one where it's like, it just... It just never made sense because they were dating a good friend of mine or like there was something, though, that kept them off the table in a romantic setting. Do you know what I mean? And that's how I met them. And then we stayed that way. And I never and I always go, oh, I'm not going to push that issue because now that we've become really good friends, I'm going to let that go. You know, my yeah, I mean, a heartbeat. No, no. And my favorite story, remember yeah, I told guy. you guys about becoming friends first and then having a relationship, like the lust episode we did, yeah. was where uh, this guy on a plane told me a story about him and his wife. And he's like, yeah, we were friends for 10 years. And then one day we were painting the deck and we looked yeah. at each other like, oh, so do you have a deck painting fantasy with Noelle? Or is it like, I mean, she probably is listening, so you probably will not tell the truth but do you in your head not that you're consciously saying it to yourself but is that a glimmer of hope oh absolutely yeah okay i mean just because i like her as a person Mm -hmm. and i am also attracted to her and so i think oh it could be could be great but i would never break the boundary Mm -hmm. because i'm like i don't want to i wouldn't want to break that boundary but but if, most Noel, which she will never. <laughs> Noel, please, if you're listening, I know you just Run. threw. I know you just threw up. <laughs> if Bo was to, if you were both single at the same time, yeah. and if she was to say to you, you know, how come? You know, the girls are. This is a big <laughs> one with the girls. Um, how come we never went? Yeah. She'll have a couple drinks in her, and she'll be yeah. like, goblin a knob or some shit. No. <laughs> No, like you do. Yeah. Would you be like, well, I have to respect the friendship because that's no. fucking gay as fuck. You I'm know sorry. That I, wouldn't do that, I yeah. hate when no, guys go. I don't no want to ruin the friendship. That means he doesn't want to no stick guy. it in you. Yeah. No guy. So would you? Come you would on. make her your woman if she. I'll make her honest woman. <laughs> I'll make her honest. If you both were single and you you had this base of friendship, she would have to bring it up. Yes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't Thousand cross percent, that because dude. as a man, it's way. Thousand once you percent. cross that bridge, you, you can't, can't get to the other side. Other yeah. yeah, another great analogy by me. Did you hear that one? What, what did he say? I said, once you cross that bridge, you can't come dude, back. You ever hear about true. like the waiting for a roller coaster? 
Okay, guys, you don't even know, but you're so lucky you don't see this podcast before we start taping because Bo is platitude, platitude, saying, saying, slogan, platitude. You know, just for today, man. You know what the worst part of the roller coaster is? You know what the worst part of the roller coaster is? Waiting in line. Shut the fuck up. Genius. No, I mean, it's a good saying, but don't slogan us, okay? It's I. Okay, so you. You got anyone? Say you're friends with that really hot girl. You showed me her picture on Instagram from the gym. Yeah. The one who looks like Olivia Munn. Mm. What would have to happen for you to make the move, or would you be like, she has to grab a dick? She's got to go for it. I would never cross the boundary. Is and I work at a gym. Afraid and I'm to? surrounded by. Yeah, Which I mean, is not a problem. Fear is a very real thing. Fear of rejection. I've always. Like when all this Me Too shit started to come out, I was like, I'm too scared to do anything. Like I'm too scared to fucking go. Nobody's for, writing I'm, an article about never, you. I'm just. No. No one. We're not talking about that, Bo. <laughs> Get on a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> There's no wait. Line. There's not a weight limit. <laughs> no, um, you know what the problem with the trainer tries is? to fuck chicken bar. You must bar. be this wide. Yeah. <laughs> like we got a double belt there. We got to get two belts. <laughs> oh, um, that's the worst, yeah. dude. My ex-husband used to have to get the seatbelt extender on the fucking plane, and I said to him once, "I go, why don't you buy a seatbelt extender?" He goes, "That's when you really give up." <laughs> See now, that's an interesting thing with him. I can be friends with him yeah. because I couldn't stand him as yeah. a mate. And then I saw, but as a friend, you couldn't ask for anybody better. Right. So I think here is the thing. And also, if you're not attracted to someone, it's easy. But like in when Harry met Sally, when Billy Crystal's character says, you know, you can't be friends with a hot chick. Look what happened. Yeah. They got married. You cannot be friends with someone you're attracted to, especially Jorg. From fucking Westport, <laughs> Connecticut. Love yeah, you, man. It's, uh, if you're not gay anymore, call me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and yeah, lastly, that's... one last thing. I am sick and tired oh, boy. of the concept of best friend. Yes. Because I feel it is rooted in racism. And the reason I say that is, what? no, it's, look it up. Okay. It's ownership. Uh-huh. It's owner. It's actually rooted in ownership, and it's just like being like, "Well, you're my best friend, so you have to call me back all the time." You're right. my best friend. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. That's like out of a fucking movie. Stop it. And by the way, no one's best friends with their sister or brother. Yeah. Never fucking happens, Bo. Your brothers are fucking mental. No, Nick. No one likes you because you don't have siblings, so you're not friends with them. Only child. And oh, here's the worst. The lone wolf. My mom's my best friend. No, oh, you codependent. And then twat, she Horrifying. pays your rent. <laughs> yes. Your mom is not your best friend until, by the way, you hit maybe 30 and have kids of your own, and then you can relate. So don't you agree that you cannot be best, quote unquote, friends, and that it's a flawed model of friendship? Yeah, it doesn't work because there it builds an expectation that you can't fulfill. Right. Right? Like, you just... Uh, I. Thinking of even you, somebody who I talk to all the time, be, like giving you that title and being like, "You're my best friend." What the fuck does that You're mean? You're a racist. Yeah. What What do I expect? <laughs> On that note, no, <laughs> no, but like, it, is, it's, it sets up yeah. the expectation. You're right. Of like, well, I mean, if you really liked me, you would call me all the time, right? And it's like this unconditional love, and we all know that there is conditions to everything. Like you, thank you. Yeah. And by the way, 
Thank you for bringing that up because that pisses me off this <laughs> unconditional love because it doesn't exist. Maybe with a dog. Maybe with a dog because they're an inanimate almost object that kind of just is gushing with love. Peggy, unconditional love. Okay, (laughs) that's Bo's little friend, my doggy. But don't you think the concept of unconditional love is fucking bullshit? Yes. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't even think parents should have it for children. If, (laughs) if, no, because think about it. If your kid is a fucking murderer, say you're Richard Ramirez's mother, you killed all those women. Yes, they were only women, and women are less valuable than men. I'm glad you see but it. Yes, point. Now like, she's like, getting there. There's conditions to friendship. Like, if Bo hadn't come over and built my little fucking sectional, there's conditions. We don't have a friendship anymore. Okay? So you do a certain amount of physical labor for me, then I'm friends with we you. We need to work on boundaries on this podcast. <laughs> That's what I said to my friend. I go, you know, I told Bo he didn't have to build that for me. So I think that's enough that I told him he didn't have to, but I think he wants to. So it's, it's yeah, like that, that's what we, we'll do another episode on boundaries when it comes to building a furniture. I think yeah, we need that. Absolutely. But all right. So we think we've proven today that Bo, your friendships have gotten better now that you cut out the people who shit in the fucking freezer. <laughs> yeah. You, you're a pussy. You can't fucking deal with your own life. Right. There's no such thing as unconditional love except for our dogs, best friends, racist, and also can't be friends with a fuckable person. I think nah. we've covered it all. Nope. Eventually, you're going to want to stick it. Eventually, you're going to want to pipe it. Now, to see more high quality content uh, yes. from the losers with a dream, don't. Guys, <laughs> we have we have dreams. And to support them, you can share this podcast with your friends, your family members, but not, and people you like. Yeah, but not just the friends that you really like. Like, no. even send it to people you don't like that much and you're about yeah, to ghost. Yeah, or if you're going to break up with a friend, be like, here, you fucking loser, listen yeah. to these guys. That's yeah. actually true. This is a good way, by the way, for them to break up with friends. Send them this episode. And by the way, I want you to do this. I've never said this on this. Send us, go to at Bo McDowell Comedy, which is so dumb. What is this fucking shit? Was Bo McDowell taken? I don't know. He I don't puts, remember. He puts comedy there because people don't know that he's funny. <laughs> well, we don't know. I'm still shocked at this. Uh, yeah. this I think it's in quotes. <laughs> so It's one of those things I call in a short Bo, Bo guy. McDowell, it's Bo McDowell Comedy. Yeah. It's Bo McDowell Comedy with this emoji. <laughs> yeah, 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 like I think. Um, send us your friendship questions because this has probably been our longest podcast when it comes to time, length of time. Yes. Because this is a very interesting subject. Send us your questions about friendship. Send us your uh, conundrums so to speak Send us your situations, <laughs> situations that you Send want us conundrums. to help you solve so we do friendship part two because this shit is charged man yeah, yeah. send us send us anything send us any questions you have that's going on in your life no we'll I'm talk not going about on it. your life it's one fucking thing I said about the friends this is why we're not friends or send nudes because you're stupid send nudes I know shut up guys I Mails also McDowell comedy if send you, if you <laughs> by the way if you can beat Bo's story about what a friend uh is yeah if you have if you can beat the shitting in the freezer and the what is the thing fishing at the place the fishing out yeah then 
please try to shock us and it has to be true because we may have to call you on the air absolutely all right listen i gotta go because i have real friends i gotta go hang out with <laughs> yeah right all right let's go to the yeah. diner yeah, let's go to the diner together Bye. love Bye. you this is with a dream hey thanks for listening to losers with a dream we'll see you next week when you got more time to kill fucking hate these guys